Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from HR Harmer in New York City. And I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. Now, Michael. Yes. Who's our guest going to be today? So today we're talking to Mark Rosenberg, uh, CEO and founder of HipStamp. So we're going to be talking to him about kind of the the idea behind HipStamp initially, what he what they're kind of working on now and and what they're looking forward to in the future. Uh, I'm, I'm and, and, and I would say the three go to places for stamps online, unless you're looking for something specialized. Yeah. You go to Dell Camp. We talked to yeah. Sebastian. Yeah. You go to HipStamp. We're talking to Mark. You yeah. go to eBay. And I hope we can have someone from eBay on at some point, too. But these are the three yeah. major players. This is like the trifecta of online stamp sales. Yeah. They all do things a little bit differently. They've all got their strengths and they've all right. got their uh, specific focuses. And, and I'm curious, again, we've already spoken to Sebastian, had a great conversation with him. Yeah, um, and I'm looking forward to hearing a different uh, perspective on how to handle the philatelic e-commerce uh, thing. Uh, because again, it's, you know, it's becoming more and more part of the hobby. And, um, you know, these companies like, like Hipstamp that got in at the ground yeah. level are becoming major players. So I yeah, am, uh, I'm, I'm looking exactly. forward to this conversation. Yeah. So, um, why don't we bring him in then? Let's bring him in. All right, here we go. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you both. <laughs> nice you to as meet well. you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining us. Yes. Yes. Great to, yeah. Great, great to be here. So to, awesome. to kick things off, can you, um, you know, we usually just start, can you give us your own personal journey? What, uh, what got you to, uh, to where we are today? And then we'll, we'll kick off talking about, um, you know, hip stamp a bit more in detail, but what's your own personal, uh, path that, that got you, uh, into this, into this industry? Sure. So I've been involved in collectibles and, and e-commerce for about 25 years now, back in 1996, when eBay first came out, my father is an accountant, but he's always been a part-time stamp dealer. Mm -hmm. So I convinced him to start a business with me buying and selling stamps on eBay. So we were doing that for, for quite a while. We were pre pretty successful. And then during that time, I wound up graduating with a degree in computer science. So shortly after that, I wanted to start um, a small marketplace as a hobby. So I started a website that was called Stamplants and originally morphed into bitstart.com, which I wound up selling in 2012 to Stanley Gibbons. So went to work for Stanley Gibbons for a few years, left there in 2015. And about a year after that, I had the idea for Hippie Commerce, which is my current company, which includes Hipstamp. So my whole idea for Hippie Commerce is that if you think about collectibles as a whole, um, such a huge market, hundreds of billions of dollars bought and mm. sold of collectibles each year, but each collectible is quite different from the next. So I felt that at the end of the day, if you tried to create a marketplace for all collectibles, you weren't able to create anything special for anyone. Um, so my whole intention was to then build specific marketplaces that would be completely dedicated just to a specific type of collectibles. So that's why we have um, Hip Stamp specifically for stamps, Hip Comic for comic books, and then Hip Postcard for postcards. So started that in 2016. Um, continued to just grow the company from there. Uh, really focused on you know delivering specific features that really made sense to those collectors and buyers. Great example on Hip Stamp is that everything on our site has been built to really deliver exceptional experiences around search. So we understand how stamp collectors search. We understand they're looking for country and catalog numbers primarily. So everything about our search engine is just built to automatically understand that. A great example of that is if you go to you know, eBay, for example, and you're in the stamps category and you search for United States number one, most of the results are just inaccurate because they're just doing a keyword search. Whereas on HipStamp, if you search for United States number one, the results are extremely accurate because we're not doing a keyword search. We actually understand that you've searched for a specific 
country, whether you've typed in United States, USA, U.S. Dot. We know what you're looking for, and we understand that also you're looking for a specific catalog number. So we match that specifically with our catalog number field. So that's basically the the premise for HipStamp is just to make everything just work. Uh, it's basically magical. It, you shouldn't have to do anything extra for um, you to be able to find the things that you're looking for. So that's where we started 2016. Um, continued to grow the the company from there. By the end of um, 2018, I knew that we wanted to be able to grow much faster than we were. So we went out to do um, a fundraise. Uh, we raised about a half a million dollars in 2018. Uh, 2019, we raised an additional million dollars. And then last year in October, we raised five and a half million dollars to continue wow. to grow our team, um, build the company and just continue growing from there. And was that specifically for the, the fundraiser? Is that for all of hip e-commerce or is that just for Hipstamp? It's for all of hippie commerce. So basically okay. the way that we're, we're organized is uh, we focus on being able to build on the technology side. We have a core underlying platform that goes across all the three different sites. And then we focus on building out custom features um, for each of those sites. And then holistically, we obviously you know, have a, a customer support team, product team, marketing right. team that are looking across all the different sites that we are. Today, most of our business um, is on the hip stamp side. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where a key focus for us is. So I'd say most of our focus today is on hip stamp and then also hip comic is something that we've been putting more efforts to as well, particularly on the technology side there. Yeah, I, I want to dive more into that in a second, but I just kind of have a general question. Do you have any plans to open up like a hip coin or hip card, uh, the right. other collectibles as well? Right. So yeah, that's an excellent question. So right now we're really focused on the, the three platforms that we have today yeah. and just continuing to go deeper into those those areas. There's a, a huge amount to grow. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, certainly our longer term plan is to get into additional markets and additional verticals. So coins, sports cards are certainly things that are on our radar. Um, and most likely we'd be looking at that sometime next year as far as getting into additional um, stamp, additional oh, so sites. And such. Recent, that's soon. Yeah. Yes, yes. A lot of e-commerce platforms, whether it's eBay, Amazon, whatever, they're sort of a one-size-fits-all solution, which right. is which is great. You can find anything there. Uh, but when you're dealing with a, a specific mindset, you talk about searching for catalog number. Comic book collectors, which I don't collect comic books myself, but I, I know that it's a completely different, um, you know, there are, are things that are analogous, but, but every hobby is going to be different, coins and right. comic books and stamps. So what sort of um, market research do you do? What sort of, uh, you know, how do you, get inside the mind of collectors um, to figure out what features to apply to hip stamp versus what features to apply only to hip right. comic. Right. right. Yeah, that's definitely an excellent question. Um, so we kind of look at that as, as two sides. So internally um, on you know the product development side, um, we look at things that are just kind of obvious, but also might be smaller things that just make sense. So a great example, as you mentioned, you know, we have the three different sites. If you think about a stamp compared to postcards. So most stamps are you know, portrait, most postcards, landscape. So if you go to hip stamp and you search, you're going to see that well, we have four items across. They're all portrait and they're rich. The ratio is roughly the, the size of an average uh, stamp. On hip postcard, we have three items across and they're landscape. Again, roughly ratio average of postcard. So you can do small things like that when you are focusing on a specific type of collectible and really go that extra mile. So, so those are some more of the things that are just kind of obvious by understanding the collectibles. But then we do a lot of market research um, around both our buyers and sellers. Uh, and that 
takes place in, in a few different forms. So every day we're collecting feedback from, from our users. Uh, we probably receive you know, upwards of anywhere to like 100 uh, inquiries to our customer support team in any given day. Um, so there's a lot of feedback that's coming into us in that way. And then also when we're looking to build out new features, we're, we're talking to select buyers and sellers um, and making sure that we can you know, focus on the right areas and then really do that research. So one of the features that we launched, I think about two years ago on Hipstamp was our want list feature. Um, so we built that from input from buyers coming to us and saying, you know, it's great to be able to, you know, save searches and be able to get updates on items that are being listed that way. But I'd really love to be able to just, you know, give you my want list of 500 items and know when a new item is coming up for mm. sale. Um, so we built our want list feature uh, based on that, took a lot of in input into buyers as to how they would use it, made sure we had the, the right features for there and, you know, focused on developing it that way. We do the same thing for the seller side. We actually just released about, I think, two or three weeks ago, our new seller item experience. So one of the pieces of feedback that we had from sellers was that um, compared to other marketplaces, our seller item page was actually rather slow. Um, that's because it was, you know, four separate pages where you'd have to, you know, enter a title, uh, select the category, then go to the next page and put in pricing in the next page. So now actually it's just one single page um, and it's about, you know, three to four times faster for sellers to be able to list. So we've been receiving a lot of positive feedback around that as well. That's fantastic that you're growing so quickly. I mean, you've it's been a company for so long, but it's, it's just kind of, making these adaptations as you kind of get the input that's fantastic how large is um hip stamp so how about how many dealers and, and how many items are there right um, so on hip stamp today we have um i think just under 1200 active sellers so those are sellers that have uh, active store subscription with us and active listings with us and as far as number of listings that's about six million listings in total across those 1200 sellers wow yeah so the the i get the promotional emails a lot from Hipstamp and and I would I will say that the promotional emails kind of um, are they're fantastic I mean they're very very tailor-made to specific people looking for specific things so how much um, work goes into working with dealers to put those items on there and and how far out in advance because I, I see you know you, you announce 99 cent sales or you sent announce topical airmail or you announce you know specific Right. sales so how how does that work what so there's a, a yeah there's a few different ways that we look at that so essentially um in a given month we're looking at what we're able to um, kind of plan out for the month as far as like larger scale events so one of the one of the ongoing things we've been doing is we have a weekly uh, hip stamp uh, no reserve auction which i think is mm -hmm. in the i want to say like our 250th week that we've done this in a row now mm -hmm. um, so that's something obviously we've got on the plan um, for you know, each week throughout the month. Recently, we just launched our new signature auction event, which we're doing our right. second one later this month as well. So we try to work on being able to plan those type of events for at least a few weeks, if not a month in advance. Um, and then we're able to work with our sellers as far as um, being able to get their participation in those events and making sure that we can do all the marketing around that. Um, then that kind of leads down to, we built out you know, a schedule that's typically about three months out as far as the different promotions we'll be doing like on our site. Again, so that we have time to work with sellers uh, to be able to put in different relevant events to those sales. Then we also have our seller marketing program um, where basically we act as essentially a complementary like in-house marketing agency for our sellers. And with that, our, our team will work with individual sellers um, to come up with different uh, you know, marketing promotions and campaigns on a regular basis. Um, and we'll, we'll be able to help doing everything from you know, setting up sales um, to helping set up you know, professional looking email newsletters um, to go out to promote those sales. So we definitely work really closely with our sellers. I say that's one of the biggest things that sets us apart um, from other marketplaces is being able to not just 
work with sellers in that capacity and provide that as a complimentary service. But also, again, going back to the fact that we're you know focused on stamps, so we have people who can work with our our stamp sellers and understands like if we want to do a, a promotion on Colombians, what does that mean, or mm-hmm. or all the nuances around that and. One of the really great things about that as well is that we're able to look at all the data points across all the items that sell in our marketplace and across all sellers. So we can also help sellers to you know, figure out what kind of you know, promotions and sales uh, would be effective based on their inventory. Uh, so it's a very close relationship that we have with those sellers that are on our platform. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's absolutely phenomenal because I've heard of the other kind of the other way around on different marketplaces where where sellers will promote themselves or the marketplace will say this seller is having a sale but i don't think i've ever experienced outside of hipstamp a marketplace saying we're having a signature sale ourselves and we have these participating dealers with this participating inventory it's kind of a new idea to the to the hobby really because it's it, it's combining different dealers and it's combining different people working together for a common goal to provide customers with kind of a flagship sale for an entire marketplace. That's a phenomenal idea. That was going to be one of my questions later was, what do you feel that Hipstamp has been most successful at compared to other marketplaces? But I feel like you've kind of answered that question right. already. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would say the way that we work with our sellers and the, and the support that we're able to provide them, um, along with the fact that we are focusing on, on stamps. I even just go back to the name. If, if, if I call someone and I say, hey, this is Mark from Hipstamp, they instantly know that this is a stamp business and that we're focused yeah. on stamps. So. Yeah. One of the inherent uh, difficulties with e-commerce when dealing with postage stamps is going to be, um, you know, both, um, uh, you know, on the one hand, you have people with ill intent trying to sell things. And on the other hand, you have people who maybe don't have all the knowledge to know how to watermark a stamp or how to, you know, check the perfs on a stamp. So, um, you know, you have you have different places trying to solve this problem different ways. I've been fascinated with StockX lately, where they send the item to a uh, sort of third party middleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started with sneakers, I think, and now they're expanding to Lego sets and cards and everything. Right. So w- how much do you think about this? You know, again, there's there's always going to be an inherent risk when buying something online versus going to a stamp dealer and holding it in your hand. So you know, again, how much do you think about this and, and what are some things that you've done to try and mitigate that um, uh, that concern? Right. No, that's an excellent question. Uh, so there's a few things that we, we do about this. One of the things is, as I mentioned, we have about you know 1,200 sellers on Hipstamp, and each of those sellers have an active store subscription with us. So on some other marketplaces, you can list items if you have a store subscription, or you can list items if you don't have a store subscription. And typically, when you don't have a store subscription, you're not you know, paying a monthly fee, and you might just you know create one auction listing or, or one store listing. Maybe it's you know slightly higher fees, but there's... The, basically no barrier to entry in that that scenario. So for us, we've actually tried out having no store subscriptions um, and we decided against that because basically what we saw happen in that case is that if you're not committing to you know having a store again, you know, our, our entry store starts with an annual subscription, $3.95 per month. So it's a very low barrier to entry, but just having some barrier to entry um, for us, it really helps to you know help us to keep up that quality because what we saw when um, we did try having no store subscriptions as an option, um, I, I think as you mentioned, someone who you know finds a, a you know random Ben Franklin stamp and thinks it's worth a million dollars and just mm. lists it on the platform. Um, so that was actually the type of activity that we were seeing when we didn't have any store subscription. Um, so that is one barrier to entry that helps us to keep up the quality in general. Uh, we also have um, a trust and safety team that's always monitoring our listings and also very um, much we rely on our community to alert us if there are any issues and we quickly take action on both uh, listings and accounts that there seem to be any issues with. And then as far as the payment on our platform, all the payment goes um, through PayPal. So it also offers additional um, protection to any buyers up to $2,500 um, per order as well. 
I think on the kind of the authentication piece, for the most part, what we see is that when people are starting to purchase items that are over, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars, uh, most of the sellers they're purchasing these are either you know reputable sellers or they'll be looking for items that come with certificates of authenticity mm. already. So for the most part, we have a, a very, very low um, issue with any um, you know problems on our site as far as authenticity or you know problem sellers or anything of that nature. So do you work with um, uh, with sellers and buyers if there's kind of a disagreement yes. um, to, to try and resolve it kind of on the, the community itself or, yeah. Yes, exactly. So um, we always try to, to work with both our buyers and sellers um, to resolve any issues. Um, at the, you know, at the end of the day, um, payments always going directly between um, the buyer and seller. So if there is an issue yeah. um, with the particular seller, we'll encourage buyers to file appropriate claim with PayPal. Uh, but at the end of the day, we'll also try to make sure that we can make things right. Um, and if there are any issues, um, we'll also additionally help to resolve it um, in ways that we can as well. We, there's a few different ways that we go about doing that. At the end of the day, for us, it's always important to make sure that every buyer that you know purchases from us, even if there is something that goes wrong, that they're still having a pleasant experience and that we're able to provide them the support in that way. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm impressed by the um, what, what you talked about earlier where it, you type something into the search bar, you type in U.S. number one, and it pulls up just U.S. number one. It doesn't pull up U.S. number 100, U.S. number 101, because it's not just a general search. So is right. there any way to kind of police people from misidentifying stamps? I know thinking too, too far in the future, we probably don't have the technology yet. There's no like right. image scrub that just makes sure that the stamp is... Uh, at least cataloged uh, correctly, given type or whatnot. But but is there a way to police people from either misidentifying material by accident or uh, on purpose? Right. So there's a few things around that. Again, we really rely on our, our community. Yeah. Um, we have uh, you know over 100,000 members on HipStamp. So if there's a problem listing, usually someone's quick to report it to our, our team and mm -hmm. we take quick action on that. One of the other things that we do, which also helps our team um, to be able to police things better as well, is we have something which we call our hip values. And we actually have um, a subscription where you can have hip values available to you on HipStamp. And what that does is it'll take any specific country catalog number and condition, and we'll look at all of the sales history that we had to come up with a value. Um, so similar to a catalog value, but based on on real sales that we've had uh, recently. Yeah. And with that, our team can easily see someone's listed, you know, a, a US number 230 used, and they've listed it for $5,000. And then we can see that, you know, hip value is just a couple of dollars, that clearly that there's an issue there. Um, so it helps more junior members of our team more easily spot issues, which they can then escalate internally. So that's one way that we do that today. Um, as far as being able to help identify items correctly, we do actually want to be able to do that automatically in the future. We've actually been spending a lot of time on the comic book side because it's a little bit more um, direct there. So on Hip Comic, uh, we have a feature which we call our, our Hip Comic comic scanning feature, where if you take a picture of a comic book, we'll instantly fill in the volume, the issue mm. number, the main character, the genre, the publisher. So all the details you need to create a listing. So that's really focused today on just helping sellers to create listings faster so they're able to create listings about four to five times faster on hip comic than they would be on other marketplaces and, and elsewhere. So it's a little bit more nuanced on um, the stamp side, because usually a, a comic will look like one way or another, obviously, yeah, with stamps, yeah. whether it be purse or watermarks or, or tiny uh, defects for EFOs. Uh, it's a lot more nuanced, but we do see a way that we'd be able to at least get to a point in the future where you'd be able to take a picture of a stamp and we can at least you know, suggest to you uh, a few options that this might be, which can also help us on the side of making sure that data is accurate. Um, so that's something 
something that we do have on our roadmap. Um, we don't have a clear time frame on that. It's likely not going to be something that we're working on this year or next year, yeah. uh, but it is something that we plan to, to address in the future as well. And then particularly for you know, international stamps, um, we think that it'll be really helpful to help people identify that as well. Yeah. So um, what you just mentioned, the price realization, what what was the name you... you uh... We call it uh, hip value. Hip value. Okay. Is yes. that just on the back end that you see, or is that a tool that's kind of available to sellers and buyers so they can kind of help people price their own material or it kind of tells buyers, this is what this item is trending at? And then an even larger question is, do you track that year over year to kind of track trending prices of, of stamps? Right, exactly. So the way that we have it set up today is it's a subscription. So mm -hmm. as a seller, it's a, either a subscription you can add on to your store subscription, or if you're on our premium store subscription, um, you receive that complimentary. Um, and as a buyer, um, you're also able to take advantage of it. And we have a few different levels um, based on if you want it for just the US, if you want it for international, and we have some advanced features as well. And um, that's anywhere, I, I believe, from between five and $25 per month. And basically the way that that works is if you have a hip value subscription, let's say you're visiting one of our or, um, hip stamp no reserve auctions that's ending on you know next thursday you'll mm -hmm. see all of the items and what the bids are but directly below that you'll see what the the average value is based on our past sales for that country catalog number and condition and one of the things i think that sets us apart with this feature is that you're able to not just see what that value is and how many items we've based that price off of but you can actually click through to that and then actually review all of the individual items that we use to calculate that price so you can you know further look at centering and things like that to get a better idea of you know current items that you're looking to purchase as well interesting that and how long has that i i assume the data goes back infinitely but how long has or as long as hipstamp has been around but how long has that been a feature of hipstamp so we've actually had that, this feature for um, a few years now. Um, it, we launched it, I, I want to say, about four years ago. Um, okay. To be honest, we, we definitely could be promoting this feature a lot more than right. we do I'd today. Right, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, so it's something we've had had four years. But yeah, it goes back and gets all of our historical data. Uh, so we have you know, over over 10 million price points on items sold. Again, you know, basic. And not just, it's the country, catalog number, condition, and also format. So if it's a single versus a pair or a block or a plate wow. block, uh, we can get that granular as well. Wow. That's a phenomenal tool. Thank you. Something I wonder is um, you're an e-commerce platform. You're online. You're very digital. You're very forward thinking in that regard. Yet, there's obviously a lot of print advertising presence. It shows how do you connect to the online uh, sphere with with the fact that this hobby is rooted in, um, you know, face to face interaction, and uh, you know, it's, it's a very tangible hobby. Um, right. And as much as it shifts online, we we were always at the end of the day collecting little bits of, of paper. So <laughs> right. so how how do you sort of of marry that uh, the digital with the um, uh, with the physical? Right. So I think it, there's a few different ways that we look at this. So one, we're always looking at how we can bring some more of these, you know, the physical way that people collect stamps online. So a great example is our My Want List feature that I, I mentioned earlier. So that's another way that, you know, people are normally doing this, you know, offline sending people faxes and, and whatnot, bringing it to shows. So helping to, to make that a way that we can do, do things digital. Uh, but it also just goes back to, again, being able to connect with uh, both buyers and sellers on a level that you, you just don't experience other marketplaces. So I mentioned how we do this with sellers, in particular our seller marketing program. But this is something we do with buyers as well, um, particularly you know, 
any buyer who's interested in you know, any items that's priced a little bit higher, um, even you know hundred dollars and over, um, we're also happy to have a you know high touch touch point with those buyers. We have relationships with them, so we have um, what we call our, our concierge sales program um, that's led by Anna on our team. And you know, each month, she's probably helping anywhere near you know 100, 150 or so buyers um, to you know acquire items that are on our platform, helping to um, you know find the right item for them based on what they're looking for and taking that more high touch approach, helping to negotiate prices with sellers as well. So mm-hmm. we, we definitely take a look at, you know, what makes sense to be able to, even if it's not physically in person, just what makes sense as to the way that, you know, stamp collectors collect what's important to them, having those, you know, personal connections. And then as far as print advertising, we do print advertising um, with the pandemic and en- ending now, there's more opportunities for us to be at shows. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have a team that's going to be at the Great American Stamp Show um, next month and just looking for more opportunities along that as well. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a uh, definitely forward thinking. I mean, curating collections for the buyers on your platform almost is something, again, I really haven't heard of outside of auction houses themselves working with customers to build their collections. So it's um, it's not something I think an online marketplace has ventured into before. Um, right. Yeah, so where do you see, if I can ask, uh, HipStamp in separating it from hip e-commerce? Where do you see specifically HipStamp in five to ten years? Right. What is your and, and is the mission statement for HipStamp the same as when it was created as it is now? Yes. So as far as where we see ourselves in in, in five years, we actually, as a company, we just set um, uh, objectives and key results for this quarter, but we also set them for the next five years. So I can speak to this uh, (laughs) uh, fairly. Yeah. So on the, on the, on the, you know, both the hip stamp side specifically within five years, we want to be able to be larger than eBay um, specifically for stamps. Mm -hmm. Um, So eBay roughly does about $350 million a year in sales of stamps per year. Um, And today we're doing um, just under probably about $25 million per year. So we're looking to be able to to be larger than eBay within five years to get past that $350 million. And a a large way that we focus on this is we don't really look at eBay as a competitor, um, particularly like when we work with a seller, we don't try to convince sellers not to sell on eBay. Um, we, if you're selling on eBay, continue selling on eBay. You're going to do the same revenue that you do there, but also sell with us. And normally what we see is within, um, I'd say within 12 months, um, sellers that are working with us and we're helping them with marketing, they're going to be doing more than they're doing on eBay, but it doesn't impact their eBay sales. Mm-hmm. I think it's because there's just, you know, there's enough to go around um, within the, the stamp community to just continue growing your businesses. And that's what we're really focused on. So specifically looking at that, um, you know, we think of being able to bring more of these offline sales online. And that's why we're not necessarily looking to steal market share from eBay. But again, as you mentioned, there aren't marketplaces that are you know, working directly with buyers to figure out what are they looking for, curating lists for them and doing the same thing on sellers and helping them to sell more. So we look at it as said, you know, five years, we expect that we'll be able to do more than $350 million a year in stamps, but eBay will probably be doing about the same, um, but it'll be that we've helped buyers and sellers to you know, enjoy their hobby more, make more connections and be able to find more items online in particular uh, that they might have only been able to find offline previously. Mm-hmm. So the the main goal for for Hipstamp is kind of a, a large, the, the similar kind of thing, like a large community of on, an online marketplace that helps collectors and sellers sell easier and, and buy easier. I do really right. like the the pricing tool. 
Yes, exactly. And, and that's exactly what our mission has been from day one is to build in these individual marketplaces, particularly on the stamp side, that have these features that are really exceptional for buyers and sellers to help them grow their hobby. So again, we're not looking to just you know compete with other players, eBay included. We're looking to actually expand what people are able to do, particularly online, by you know, enabling them to have these features that just don't exist anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How large is the hip stamp team? Um, kind of, it, the people sure. working on the website programming in and, right. and the customer service and everything. Right. So um, as a whole company, um, you know, hippie commerce, the majority of our focus is on HipStamp today. That's the majority, mm -hmm. majority of our businesses. So we've actually um, grown the team quite significantly. Um, I think at last count, we had 52 employees across the company. Wow. Um, and again, you know, largest focus as far as our, our you know, GMV and revenue is on the HipStamp side today. Mm -hmm. Do you ever hire um, professional philatelists? on your team to kind of help give ideas behind the, the marketplace or even per diem to just, you know. Right. So actually, um, our in-house um, flatus is actually my wife, Amy, who's been oh, yeah. working with us for a few years. So she's actually been in the stamp industry for herself about you know 12 years uh, as well. So she has a good knowledge of that. And she's actually on our hip stamp team. And then um, she helps the team there to be able to have you know, that stamp knowledge, whether it be mm -hmm. on our, our marketing side or on, you know, helping sellers and all those different pieces. Um, so she's been a key resource to, to kind of bring that, that, you know, stamp knowledge to the rest of our team, particularly new team members. Mm -hmm. Are there any items that have been sold through, uh, through hip stamp that you um, uh, are most proud of or anything that stands out, you know, in the, the five or so years of the company's history, that's sort of a, um, uh, you know, like a, a key moment uh, in, in your eyes. Right. So we've we've sold quite a few expensive items. Um, off the the top of my head, I think we've sold items for ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand um, dollars. For me, the, the some of the exciting ones are just stamps that I personally like. Uh, so we've sold a couple of uh, CIA inverts, um, including at, at auction, um, which has just been exciting for, for for me to see. So those are some of the the key items that you know we've sold. But in any given day, um, we're selling you know multiple items that are in the thousands of dollars or more. Um, but I think for, for me, the most exciting thing is when we're able to you know work with sellers. Um, we've had many cases where sellers were you know selling you know online elsewhere on other platforms, and for example, tried our, our no reserve auctions, and then at the end of the, the day, they said, "Hey, actually, you know, I'm getting significantly higher prices." I realized with you, and then being able to participate in our auction events on you know weekly basis. So for me, that that's really exciting is when we we work with a seller, they're really happy with the results that they have, and then we build that you know lifelong partnership with them and are able to continue working with them. So Hipstamp yourself doesn't sell any items. So what would happen hypothetically if someone came to Hipstamp and said, I have a collection, what do you do with that information? Do you sell it to the, the dealers on Hipstamp or where right. does that information go? Yes, yeah, excellent. That's an excellent question. So we actually do a small amount of our own buying and selling out of our total you know, GMV. Okay. It's 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 maybe around five percent. Um, the focus there has been um, we've built out a team that's able to essentially take collections and then break those down into individual items and auction them off. So originally we started this out when we first started our weekly um, no reserve auction events. Uh, we wanted to be able to put some items in there, and before we were able to convince sellers um, of our platform and the prices realized, um, we did a small amount of that ourselves. But we quickly realized that. Um, we were able to use a, a couple of different tools when we were looking at a collection. Um, so everything from, you know, 
expertise, but then also using our hip values as well to mm -hmm. come up with an idea of what this would sell for at auction and then bid accordingly. And then we felt that that helps to some add some liquidity to the market as well. Um, so we do acquire some collections and then we break them down into individual items and then we'll sell those ourselves. That's through, uh, we have a specific store called Frozenberg Philatelics, which is our store of uh, buying and selling. But the other piece of that as well is that we do consignments. Uh, so in particular, if, if someone comes to us and they're interested in, in selling items, um, but they don't want to start a store themselves, we can also take their items on consignment and then we'll scan list and ship them for the seller as well. Um, so that's one option that we have. In some cases where things are either more specialized or just wouldn't be the right fit for us, we'll also then reach out to our sellers to see if they would have interest in, in material that buyers might be bringing to us as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, my last question would be, how have you seen um, Hipstamp grow over the over the past year during the pandemic. How has the marketplace been? Have, have you seen more dealers? What's the overall community been like on Hipstamp this past year? Right. So uh, I, I would say, you know, when the pandemic first started last March, uh, we were quite nervous as to, to how that would impact us. Mm -hmm. um, but even by April, we realized that with, you know, stamp conventions um, being closed and there not being a stamp auction event to go to each week, we started to see a, a pretty big influx. So I'd say last like even just March to April, uh, we saw roughly a 15% increase just month over month. Um, and that basically continued, I would say, throughout the pandemic, and we continue to grow from there. Um, and yeah, for us, it's been, it's been really exciting to be able to you know work with more sellers, provide them with more options, um, to how they can sell. We heard from many sellers that um, you know, they were used to being able to go to, to auctions and travel to different stamp shows mm -hmm. you know, every week. And whether it be because it was you know obviously financially helpful to be able to sell items, or, or it was just because they love that community and being able to get out there, being able to come to, to Hipstamp uh, made a big difference for them. So um, we received a lot of you know, really just great feedback from both buyers and sellers through this time. And it's definitely helped us to, to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. So that 15% is an increase in number of items listed or sale value of items? Uh, that would probably just be sale value of items that we saw just in that, wow. that you know, March to April just of last year alone. And then from there, each month we've continued to grow as well. Okay. Yeah, it would be really interesting to take a look at the, the hip values for those items over the past year, kind of. that I feel like everybody has said prices for everything has just skyrocketed. So yes. it, it, the fact that you guys are actually tracking this, it would be uh, for condition as well, I think is very different than... In most places would be interesting to take a look at yes. yeah but my last question for you is do you ever go on hip stamp what do you buy what are you looking for <laughs> uh what you know again what what catches your eye maybe when you're just browsing is there is you know um is there anything that you ever uh can't live without right um so myself personally um what i focus on collecting is trial color proofs i'm just fascinated by trial color proofs um you know kind of going back to our earlier conversation on hipstamp you can go and type in us number one and all the results that you see are accurate because it's and it's such an iconic stamp that it, it, it's so jarring when you're seeing the wrong item so yeah. for me if you think about you know five cent cent brown ben franklin stamp but it could have been lime green or bright blue it's to me like it's just this alternate version of history that could have been and it's just really exciting to me um, and so I would definitely say um, if I'm looking at Hipstamp myself, it's those trial color proofs that are, that are catching my eye. And particularly if they're any are up for auction, I'm, I'm often bidding on them myself for my collection. So. <laughs> well, fantastic. fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much again for joining us. Um, and uh, no, it's, it's always good to get a peek behind the scenes. Again, you, you Google something and Hipstamp is always yeah. right there, one of the top hits. But to uh, again, to, to go behind the scenes and, and hear about, um, you know, uh, all, all the stuff that most people don't get to experience is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me. It was a very enjoyable conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, Hopefully thank we'll you see so you at a show soon too.
Yes, absolutely. Yes. Will you right, be at you. Um, Chicago or? Uh, so I will not be at Chicago myself, um, but our cat, uh, our GM of Hipstamp, will be there. Amy, my wife, will be there as well. Anna, who I mentioned oversees our concierge, will be there, and a couple other members of our team as well. So Fantastic. Michael and I will uh, say hello to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. perfect. All right. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Michael, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Again, my, my mind immediately goes to other websites, how they're I love comparing and contrasting because, yeah. again, there's so much uh, business to be had on the Internet these days. We love shows. We're going to shows coming up. I still love going to a dealer to show more than anything. That's how yeah. I buy most of my stuff. But the reality is, I mean, there's just there's business to be had. There's business being left out on the table. Yeah. And uh, these different websites are, are trying different approaches on how to. Uh, how to how to capitalize on that, and I love hearing uh, Mark's take on on where Hipstamp came from and and where it's headed. Yeah, I feel like everybody's trying to, in one way or another, improve the hobby. Whether it be Mark, Sebastian, or the people at eBay, they're all trying to figure out how they can make and improve the hobby uh, by making the marketplace a, a safer place and a better place to shop and to buy and to sell. And and it's Absolutely. everybody's trying that you know. They're working together almost to make the entire hobby a safer place. By improving themselves, they're improving the hobby. I don't think there's I, any direction that any one of them are going in that's making things worse. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's a, how many times have we said on here, rising tide yeah. lifts all boats. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love seeing Hipstamp succeed, and I, uh, I, I just wish them all the best moving forward, and I can't wait to meet some of their team in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Again, this was a great talk. Really enjoyed it. And um, uh, yeah, what else is there to say? We've got a live stream Fridays, 11 o'clock Eastern, 8, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, talking about that week's news. Um, you yeah. know, maybe we can even incorporate some things we saw on Hipstamp that sold uh, in one of our live streams. Uh, so yeah. we'll dig into some prices realized. Um, but people can find us, uh, flatterlypodcast.com, flatterlypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We're all over the place. If we're we're everywhere it, now. We're if, everywhere. if anybody's made it this far into the episode, they know how to uh, how to find us. They don't need to hear it again. So, um, so yeah, this was, uh, this was a fun conversation. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again real soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See you, um, see you Friday. We're getting ever closer to Westpex. We're almost there. We're almost there. Almost there, man. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk to you. Uh, talk to you Friday, and I'll see yep. you at Westpex. Yeah, absolutely. See ya.